folks. This is your host, Tammy Turner, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they've all made their mark on the Disney name. To find out more about the show and other episodes, head to our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Be sure to look below at the show notes in the show more section for links to our Twitter and Facebook pages, including videos and websites mentioned in the following interview. Photos and audio clips that are featured in the show belong to their rightful owners and are used for educational purposes only. All guests' opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. The legacy of the famous TV series, The Twilight Zone, which first aired on CBS in 1959, has lived on for years, thanks and due to its creator, Rod Serling. The series focused on specific individuals who are thrown into strange and disturbing circumstances and soon crossing over to The Twilight Zone. Serling would go on to write several episodes of the show, as well as introduce each episode along with the show's memorable theme. In 1994, the Walt Disney Company opened their latest thrill ride in Disney's MGM Studios in Florida called The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. It was an immediate smash hit resulting in a TV movie about the backstory behind the cursed hotel elevator. If you look around the theme park attractions store, you can find some t-shirts, pins, videos, and books that pay tribute to the ride and the TV show The Twilight Zone. Recently, Anne Serling, Rod Serling's daughter, released her own book of memoirs about her father called As I Knew Him, My Dad Rod Serling. And I'm honored to be speaking with her on the show today. So welcome, Anne. Thank you so much. First, I have to congratulate you on the release of the book. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, it was just beautiful to look at some of the photos that you had in there as well, like private little glimpses into your father's life and your life as well. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, I think what I love most about um, this book, Anne, is how it seems like I'm reading a diary page that just opens up a window into some of the most happiest and saddest memories that you've had with your father. Were any of these memories an inspiration to publish the book? Um, well, there were a couple of reasons why I wrote this book. I'd actually started another book um, a couple of years after my dad died, and uh as I was trying to navigate through that whole grief minefield, and I couldn't finish that book because I was still very, very far from getting better, I guess. And um, then finally I decided that, you know, maybe I could revisit it. And so it was, again, sort of a vehicle to to work through my grief. And uh, th- there had been a couple other books written about my father that were just so fallacious and just incensed me, and I decided it was time to set the record straight about who my dad really was. So the reason for, for writing the book was, you know, twofold. Did you, did you think that this book was um, a, a sort of closure for you? It was. It was, it was you know, very cathartic to write this book, um, to finally, you know, finish it and write it. And, um, you know, I, I don't miss my dad any less obviously, but it, but it certainly helped. And it's, you know, it's been years and years since my dad died. I was experiencing what has been termed um, complicated grief. And I'm, I'm not unique in that. A lot of people, you know, go through that. But um, yeah, it was, it was very helpful to write this. 
did you do some research on your dad while you were writing this? Because he just did so many things and, and has written so many things for other TV shows besides The Twilight Zone, and he just has a wonderful history as a writer. I, I did do research and because I really didn't know much about the the public side of my father, you know, the professional side. So I did research, and I also became good friends with Mark Olshaker, who originally um, had... had uh, talked to my father about doing a biography, and at the time, uh, Mark couldn't get the idea sold, and after my dad died, Mark was so devastated, he just, he didn't want to go back and and revisit it and and write it. So I got a lot of information about who my dad was through Mark as well. You know, my dad died, I just turned 20, so it was a pretty... um, condensed amount of time that I that I even knew my father I I included you know most everything that I remembered there there really wasn't anything that I hid or you know there wasn't any need to do that I I included what I what I could recall there's a lot that I you know that I did remember because I was really close to my father do you still like to travel upstate New York because that was one of your um one of your things to do as a family vacation do you still like to do that sometimes with your own sister or uh, your mother Right, and and I also have two children of my own, and it's you know it's become their summer cottage as well. It was actually built by my on my mother's side of the family by her grandfather and her great grandfather. But it's been in the family for decades. Did your father ever tell you stories like he would tell audiences across the world? Oh, I don't I don't remember actual stories that he would tell you know with morals behind them. But I always knew. You know, that, for instance, my dad was very passionate about prejudice, and he felt that it was the greatest evil of our time. And so these things that my dad uh, felt were very important, you know, we knew about and adapted them in our own lives, adopted them in our own lives. You know, not a lot of people needed to say anything about the subject, but he did. It was just wonderful to read that. Yeah, he he actually launched, you know, one of the reasons that he launched the Twilight Zone was he was so frustrated with censors and censorship and not being able to get these messages out. And he realized his quote was that an alien could say what a Democrat or a Republican couldn't. (laughs) Somehow, you know, it all slipped under the radar and the sponsors and the censors weren't getting it. So he was still able to get these messages that he felt were so were so critical out there. Have a lot of people come up to you and and just say, I didn't really know this about him. I, it was just a, a surprising, different take of of uh, your father. I've heard that from a lot of people um, that you know it, it sort of gave quote unquote the other dimension. I also hear from people that have you know experienced their you know their own grief and that you know it was helpful and that's that's been a huge gift to hear that. And I really credit my editor because. My editor said, you know, your grief is so central to this book, you really need to be more open. And once she said that, I just opened the floodgates and let it flow. And a lot of people, when they do write memoirs about family members, um, it's not usually in the nicest way possible. And I was just very excited to read something that just felt so real. And I know fans of The Twilight Zone are very familiar with your father as being the mysterious host of the series. Even while he was working on the series, I saw a photo um, in the book. You have a couple of photos here, which are just gorgeous to look at, um, of you on the set, on one of the sets for The Twilight Zone. Do you think he would have loved to seen the legacy continue? I think that he would have been absolutely stunned that it would that it had continued. He he really didn't think that his writing his quote was he didn't think it would stand the test of time, 
and he said that more than anything, he wanted to win a Writers Guild Award. And last year, Twilight Zone was voted by the Writers Guild as one of the three best television shows ever. And he just would have, you know, been so honored and touched by that. I, I, I can only just imagine, I just smile sometimes um, when I'm just thinking like what he would think of the actual ride, <laughs> because it's not based on um, one of his episodes, but it's just loosely based off of some other things, because when you walk into the pre-show, um, have you been on the ride before, Anne? I have. I, I was there when, when it opened, and I, and I must say I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> I've, I've never been on the ride before itself. I've, I've seen videos of it, but the one thing I really like about the ride um, is the pre-show, which I will walk through. I don't like things that drop, um, but I just thought it was so interesting how the Imagineers of the ride took such good care. Um, apparently, they had watched every single episode of the series twice. Um, they wanted to put um, references to a lot of his episodes, the ones that he wrote or the ones that he directed or um, both. Um, I love that in, in the library when you're sitting in there and you're watching the TV screen and your father appears and he's narrating the next uh, Twilight Zone episode, um, you can look around the library and there's this pair of broken glasses from the one episode. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name, but it's one of my favorite episodes um, about the man who just wants to read books and his, right time enough at last that's right it, yes i think he would have gotten a real kick out of it and i love that a lot of people come off the ride and disney rides usually they don't stay in the shops for a long time but they always stay in the shop for tower of terror and they have so much stuff in there um they have dvds of the tv show of the movie that they filmed there um, um of like pins and and things that you could buy uh that relate to the tv show and i think um if I'm not mistaken, Disney has placed uh, copies of your book in the Tower Terror store, correct? Right. I just I heard that about a month or so ago. I was thrilled to hear that. Yeah. So they didn't let you know ahead of time. No, I didn't know. Oh, my, that's so exciting, though. Oh my goodness. I was thrilled to hear that. Do you think that you would like to um, write a TV series of your own? Um, I, I don't know that. That's. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always, I'll never never say never, right? Yes. <laughs> I just think it would be very interesting because um, you have just such a, a flow to your writing, um, and it, it's just beautiful. And I, I would think that uh, anybody who's a Twilight Zone fan, even if it's not even uh, something very mysterious and dark, um, something very, you know, very interesting on TV, um, a lot of fans would come and, and be supporting you, including me. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It was wonderful to talk to you, and thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone.